Holly G with the Golf Insiders on a news-worthy day, uh, the day before the Travelers Championship up in beautiful Hartford, Connecticut. My guest is Gary Van Sickle from the Morning Read. Gary, we had uh, a number of uh, player withdrawals today due to COVID. Um, Cameron Champ testing positive. He was the only one who tested positive, but had quite an impact as um, uh, two of the caddies for Brooks Kepka and Graham McDowell tested positive. A family member of Webb Simpson's also testing positive. Chase Kepka out um, as well because I think he played a practice round with his brother. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on uh, what's going on right now? I almost feel like I need to put my surgical mask on before I even touch that question. That's I hear you. Pervasive COVID is. Well, look, anybody who thought this was PGA Tour was going to live in a bubble and not be affected by COVID virus was kidding themselves. Of course, there are going to be positive tests. And and we're starting to see some. And the big question is how many they're going to be and you know, how sick are these guys going to get? Are they going to get sick at all? Or are they going to blow it off after a couple of days? You know, the PGA Tour, so, I mean, the bottom line is the PGA Tour has had to kind of st intensify its testing and its layers of, uh, you know, security. And they kind of, Jay Monahan kind of admonished the players that you can't be like the rest of the country who thinks the pandemic is over. It's not over. And you got to be more responsible and that's just the way it is. This is a new world. We're all trying to figure out how to get through it. And this is the this is your new normal. He didn't. I don't think he used that phrase. Maybe he did. But this this is what we got. You got to take care of yourself better. And it's going to be tougher. And guys are going to miss events. And it's not going to be the last guys who test positive. It's going to keep happening. I had a doctor. I heard a doctor the other day say that some. He was asked, "When's this? Uh, when's this pandemic going to finally be over?" And he said. Oh, pretty much when everybody in America catches it. Oh, oh, well, have a nice day. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's one uh, one medicine guy's view of it is this is going to go on and on. I mean, you may note that we still don't have a cure for the 1918 Spanish flu. So I think this is uncharted territory, and we're just, I think this is to be expected. It's unfortunate if you're one of the guys who's affected by it. But, yeah, I think I, I feel bad Chase Kepka played his brains out to get it finally get to a Monday qualifier. And then the next day he's got a WD because of because of this. So it's a shame for him, but that's part of the game. And everyone who's playing right now accepts the risk and, and knows what they're knows what they're getting in for. And, you know, the risk is you may catch it. You may be quarantined. You, you know, you, you may get sick for a couple of weeks and that's. That's part of that's part of what they uh, they knew they were in for when they signed up to play in the tournament. Well, they've um, done 2,757 tests for both the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour in the last three weeks. Seven coming back positive between the two tours, a rate of 0.025 percent. So um, it's a low number on the percentage basis, but um, certainly uh, it grabs your attention. And um, as you were saying, hopefully it will for 
uh, everybody out there, not only players, caddies, you know, the volunteers, because, um, you know, there's serious, uh, serious challenges we're up against in terms of, you know, how this thing spreads. We just don't know. If you're a PGA Tour player, how are you supposed to make sure you don't catch it? You got a rental car or a courtesy car. You go out to dinner. You're going to have room service. I mean, there's no saying that you aren't more likely to get it from a room service tray than than anything else. So the rest of us are staying at home and not, not going out and doing crazy stuff. But these guys are traveling. They don't have the luxury of they, – they, there's nothing they can do that they know is safe other than, like, not eat and drink, you know I mean? So that's that's not that's not a viable viable way to go. So I mean, I, you feel bad for them. Where are you going to go? You can't go to. You know, somebody made a joke. You got to quit going to Popeyes. And, you know, like where would you? Where can you go? That you, you aren't going to catch it. You know, Outback Steakhouse is that safer? You know, Macaroni Grill. What? What are you supposed to do? They have not as many options in a hotel. They're staying in a hotel again. You know, hotels full of people. There's lobbies as well as the hotels and everybody maintains these and they're really scrubbing them clean now. People come and go. There's a lot of traffic and at the golf course. It's, a, it's an active world, and we can either sit down in our homes and do nothing the rest of our lives, or we can get out and, and you know take our chances. And that's it's kind of what I thought baseball was going to do. They were going to say, we're just going to play ball, and if you don't feel – you fans don't feel comfortable coming to the ballpark – I mean, we're going to scrub the ballparks as well as we can. Come on out and watch, and if you don't feel comfortable, stay home. And ball players, if you don't think it's safe, you don't feel comfortable, then you don't. Then then you can you can go and be a, be an active roster, and we'll bring somebody else up. But we you know we got to get to we can't sit around forever and, and not you know this is this is this is flu with a rare flu with a stronger side effect, which is death. So uh, you have to take it seriously, but you can't, you can't, you can't live in a pl- plastic bubble the rest of your life and rest of your lives. And uh, uh, we're we're going to see how this plays out in the PGA Tour because the other sports they're haven't watching come us. back yet. Yeah, they're, they're watching. watching. And if you think it's good, if you think you're going to get a not get just, if you're going to get some cases in golf, what happens when football and hockey and basketball, which are contact sports? How about those guys? You think they're going to be excited to get out there and play? And you think the football guys aren't going to be, you know, more at risk because they're making contact on every single play? So it's a it's a brave new world out there, and a lot of people aren't feeling too brave right now. Well, Charlie Hoffman, who's the uh, chairman of the Players Advisory Council, uh, wrote a letter to the players and. Um, he said, no matter your personal opinion on the virus, we are now more than ever one big family and we must remain steadfast in our social distancing practices. And I think, you know, it, it is a right right now, you know, a, a tribute to the tour, how seriously they've taken this, how many people, um, you know, players, health experts, they've involved and, um, you know, certainly have done, uh, you know, an admirable job. And certainly, I don't think, uh, you know, they were surprised by the fact that it was inevitable that, uh, you know, some players were going to start to, um, you know, test positive. 
But uh, as you said, you know, and even Jay Monahan, um, I thought, uh, very honestly said, you know, some of this is an adjustment because, you know, some of these things in golf are just the, you know, what we're used to, you know, whether it's, you know, fist bumping or, you know, uh, patting the other guy on the back or, you know, what, whatever it might be that, uh, you know, everyone's trying to adjust and um, certainly they're going to tighten things up. Well, you don't feel like they're passing in between player and player. You know, in today's cases, it was uh, more just some caddies, but, you know, they all kind of travel together and live in that same world, but you still are meeting other people, and, I, I, you know, that would be interesting. If you could figure out how it got from one person to another, that would be an interesting case. If you could trace how somebody got it, we don't have that yet, but if you could figure it out, that would be pretty interesting because how many are, is somebody just breathing, breathing it in in a hallway in an airport? Are they touching a drinking fountain? Or did they bump into somebody who was I mean, who was sick and didn't know it? We it's still it's still a mystery, and that's why that's why everyone's still kind of you know I don't want to say afraid, but everyone's even even though we've all got cabin fever and we we're fed up with this, a lot of people are still leery about putting themselves out in public and at risk and. You know, I just went to with with some people. I just went out to dinner for the first time and just sat down at a restaurant the other night for the first time since this whole thing began. And uh, that's the first time I've done done it once so far. And uh, that doesn't sound real exciting, but it was fun to get out. So we're all we're all in the same boat. I mean, none of us are feeling real confident. Well, uh, what I am confident about is that uh, you know they'll be back on the tee tomorrow morning. And the Travelers has one of its best all-time uh, fields. Originally, I think it was nine out of the top ten. Uh, you got to take uh, Brooks out of that now. But a great field for a great tournament. Um, I know you've been there a number of times. It's, again, probably going to be a little strange without fans because it is a TPC venue. Um, what, what do you think so far? We're three weeks in. I think you kind of miss the fans. They add they add something to the atmosphere. But that said, if the golf is exciting enough, and by exciting you want a close tournament, it kind of makes up for it. It's still a little flat. As a TV viewer, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's you know, I mean, I want to watch because it's golf, but it just is missing. It just is. It's kind of like watching a sitcom without a laugh track. The laugh tracks are corny and all that, but when you watch it, you know, and you watch a show like, say, Friends, Silence, it really seems like kind of a dud. Right. So right. I think the tour has that problem with these telecasts, but you, you got to go with uh, you got to go with safety. Look, right. I, it's it's it, it's a it's it's a fun event because it's got some cool holes. I mean, it's got a dramatic finish. You got holes. You know, it's a risk reward course. You can make eagles. You can make doubles. You know, you got the par four near the end. I think it's 15, and you can drive the green, but you, if you yank your tee ball, you can hit. You, know, you can dribble it into the water. You know, a lot of guys make twos there, and then you got 16, a par three over the lake. The lake really isn't played, but then 17 is the real hole where you got to hit it down the fairway, a narrow fairway with water on the right. Then you got to hit across to a kind of a peninsula green that sticks out in the water. Uh, and actually, I, apparently, I read that Bryson DeChambeau 
was it 392 or something like that? He actually tried to drive the tried to drive the green in the practice run just to see if he could. Yeah. Uh, he said he wouldn't. He said he wouldn't be trying that in the tournament. But and then 18's a pretty long par four. It's not the easiest par. So it's got some exciting holes that have always made for good TV. Jim Fury shot 58 there. So uh, you can go low and you can mess up. It's a little bit like sawgrass in that regard. It uh, doesn't have quite as much danger as sawgrass, but it's got hill. It, it looks good on TV. You know, they got the blimp, they got the lakes. It's got what you want if you're a TV viewer. Exciting holes, plenty of car wrecks, and plenty of eagles and birdies. So I, I think it'll be good. It'll be fun to see if DeChambeau comes back out and, you know, he kind of he said he couldn't unleash the kraken last week, but the, the TPC, the, the TPC at River Highlands. He will unleash the Kraken, and we'll see if the Kraken goes straight. Uh, but we'll see if he can do something. Is Jordan Spieth going to show up? Real yeah, Jordan Spieth going to show up and raise his hand, you know? And yes. Rory McIlroy, you know, uh, how about it, Rory? I mean, what are we what are we going to see? We don't we we don't, we don't know. Speaking of exciting, you know, moments at this tournament, of course, Jordan Spieth's bunker hole out to win the 2017 Travelers. Um, you know, imagine that happening. I just remember this, you know, sea of people around the 18th going crazy along with uh, Jordan uh, chest bumping his, his, uh, his caddy, his faithful caddy. Um, you know, hard to have those moments have the same impact with, with no fans. Yeah, they, Jordan and his caddy might not have done that if there was no crowd there. And may recall the guy he beat in that playoff was the hottest man in golf right now, Daniel Berger. That's so, right. Uh, Berger's on a roll, and he, he's another guy. Is, he's looking like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily have picked him, but his game to suit a couple of tight, short courses like Colonial and Hilton Head, and yet he won one and you know, made a run at the second one. So, Harvard, uh, Harvard Tommy, Hartford. River Highlands, he got a lot more room. So another guy who's hits it a decent ways. He's he's good at making birdies and eagles. Uh, and you can get Xander Schauffele. And you know, there's a lot of guys who are playing well right now. And a lot of guys have had a pretty good two week stretch here. So let's talk about. We'll see, you know, we'll see who can continue it. You know, guy who's missing is, you know, where's Ricky Fowler been? There's a few other guys we're we're wondering about. But I guess you got to focus on the guys who are playing well and don't worry about the others. So that brings me to a conversation about a certain lefty, and I don't mean Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson, three times a champ here at the Travelers in 2010, 15, and 18. Something about this course he loves, and he had a pretty good tournament last week. He's He's been playing well, so you wonder. Now the big question is, can Bubba still win? I saw a story earlier this week where he, or the other day, he was said, uh, uh, there's some guys out here you get a pairing and it's like a two-shot penalty pairing. Open mic. Open mic. Yeah, win. I thought that was funny coming from him because a lot of guys would have said he'd be paired with him as a two-shot penalty. So I, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that he thinks there's guys that bother him. Like, really? You're the guy that irritates him. So, uh, yeah, you, Bubba's unpredictable. And he's got such a good game and he loves that golf course. If you were in some, if you were in drafting a team and some hypothetical betting game, you would probably want to have Bubba Watson on your team this week. I heard someone. I think it was um, 
Trip Eisenhower on Golf Channel talk about uh, you need to be conservatively aggressive, Mr. Van Sickle. Uh, I thought that was quite an interesting phrase. Well, I think that's one of those schlocky phrases they throw out when you got nothing in it. <laughs> it sounds like it means something, but it doesn't. And look, you're on Golf Channel for hours on end, and you got to say stuff to fill the time. So I'm not going to hold it against Trip Eisenhower, but yeah, it's you know it's the same old thing. You got to be aggressive, but you can't hit it to trouble. Well, then you know, then you can't be aggressive. I, I don't. I think think that's I think that's TV head double talk. I don't. I don't really think it means anything. But I, I think the point is, there's a lot of birdies and eagles to be had at. at, at TPC River Highlands, and you better be making some of them. Or you're not going to be in contention. Uh, well, that said, you can't throw you can't throw caution to the wind, but that's that's true everywhere. I mean, you could say the same about Harbor Town. Well, you get cautiously aggressive. Well, yeah, the guys lit it up because there was no wind. Well, if it's windy, then then what? So I, I you know, generic phrasing like that uh, always rubs me the wrong way because. We'd, we'd know just as much had you not did you, we had 15 seconds of silence on TV. Yeah, it bothers me more when it's an on-course commentator during a broadcast. You know, when you're in the studio at Golf Central, okay, you got to talk about something. He probably had time to make the point. Uh, you know, I actually don't li- I actually don't mind trip in the in Golf Central studio, but the guys on the air live say a lot of stuff like that. It's like you know that didn't add anything to the broadcast. You could have. You could have not said anything we know just as much. Oh, he can't leave that putt short. You know, I mean, how many times have we heard, you know, the old bromides? So, well, you, for, you drive for dough, you putt for show. You drive for show, putt for dough. I was like, we don't need to ever hear that on TV again. Just quit saying it. Um, so, uh, pretty stacked leaderboard coming into Sunday's round last week. I think we're going to have a similar situation here. Someone who's missing in action. Uh, we haven't heard much from the Tigger camp. When do you think Tiger's going to tee it up? Well, he might be waiting for things to, the virus to die down. I don't really know. That's a great question. Uh, Memorial? Does that make sense? Well, you would think. You would think, and you, you, you might think he'd want to get something some tournament experience before that so the week before they're playing a memorial again uh, at Muirfield Village again in this new event the Workday Classic two weeks through a, at, at Muirfield Village why wouldn't Tiger want to play one of his favorite courses two weeks in a row of course we don't know physically how well he handles two weeks in a row so that's part of it but I wouldn't be shocked if he played both of those, and uh, I would certainly would think if he's able physically, something's not hurting. I would think he'd totally want to play Memorial. I mean, that's a that's been an annuity. I've lost track how many times he's won, but it's a lot. It's I want to say I want to say I want to say six, but I, I have to look that up to check it. Uh, maybe one shy of his wins at Bay Hill, I think. Yeah, and you know he's going to play the PGA in August because he's won. He won the he won a WGC. WGC event at Harding Park in like 2003 where he beat beat John Daly in a playoff so he, he likes that course and he played the President's Cup there and liked it or was he on that team I think he was um, so but other than that I mean he's going to play some 
They'll play the FedEx Cup, I guess. He'll play, and who, who knows who will play all three legs. Uh, I don't even know where he stands on that list, to be honest. So, every, the whole thing's so jumbled up, we've lost track of it. Does, it doesn't even feel like it's a golf season. It feels like we started a new season and it just began. And what happened before I'm, the I'm, pandemic, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I don't remember. I'm looking, I'm looking for the Easter Bunny. Like, you know, when did yeah. he show up? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so lost. Yeah, anybody remember when Justin Thomas had two wins this season? No, me neither. But right. it happened, supposedly. So Speaking it's of... a crazy year, and it's about time, uh, you know, hopefully golf gets serious and can roll along here and not have more detours with the pandemic, but the COVID, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. Well, speaking of more detours and jumbling up the schedule, um, there was an article uh, in The Guardian, the UK paper, correct, that um, – was confirming that the Ryder Cup is going to move to 2020. Jay Monahan was, I think, asked about that today. He didn't comment. I think um, the PGA is supposed to announce next week. They said before the end of June. So let's see. They got, uh, what, six days. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've been talking about this, that it just doesn't seem. That's, that's one tournament. That's one event. You just can't do without fans. And trying to pipe in the soundtrack, it's not working for me. Well, CBS could pipe in the bird sounds from Augusta. That'd be, that <laughs> probably wouldn't be as good. Yeah, without the fans, you don't have any of that. Remember the match in 2016 in Minneapolis with Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy, and Rory's cupping his ear, and I can't hear you, you know, come on, and Patrick Reed's pointing. You don't have all these histrionics without fans. They wouldn't be doing any of that stuff because there's nobody. You just looks, you just look silly. You know, you, these European guys make a putt. They're going, come on. Eh, they wouldn't. It would take a lot of the energy out of it. And secondly, you know, never mind how it looks. Secondly, from a health standpoint, maybe it's not safe to have thirty thousand people yet. So, the fact that the this was announced in the PGA of America, Seth Wye had a conference about not having fans at the PGA but he was asked about the Ryder Cup and he said, didn't have any comment so notice that nobody from the PGA rushed to deny that that report was true so that means it's true and it's going to next year so I I think I don't think they had any choice you can't have a Ryder Cup without fans just like what's the point of holding holding Hamilton in a theater if nobody's there to watch it or the Super Bowl for that matter and it is certainly uh, one event that uh, is one of the most, un, you know, unique in our uh, sport. And it is all about the fans and the entertainment. And, I mean, you know, all those great outfits, especially from uh, those fellows across the pond. Yeah, they bring some fans over who really, really gear up. Uh, it's like Halloween in a good way. So, uh Got to like the enthusiasm. That's what adds it. The, the national enthusiasm adds a little something to the event that nothing else has. It's the only, it's the only, I say this a lot, it's the only golf event where people care about every single shot because on one side or the other, you're rooting for your team and the other, you're rooting against the other team. If you're watching the U.S. Open, if Brooks Kepka hits a bad shot into a bunker, it's probably no sweat off your nose. Maybe you like him. Maybe you're rooting for him, but you're not living and dying on that shot, and it's just one shot in the second round. You know, or maybe you don't like, maybe you don't care about him. 
this this is the Ryder Cup. Every shot matters, and that's the only time you can say that about any golf tournament. That's why it's so exciting. Well, we're we remain bullish on golf and live golf on TV as um, we get ready for the players, the players, the travelers tomorrow morning. Who's your pick, Mister? G-V-G. Well, I'd, I'd like to say Spieth is going to show up, but I'm thinking Mr. DeChambeau unleashes the Kraken. We might really see uh, – he has continued to, I would say, outsmart everybody else. These people criticize him for being all these weird things he's done and all these weird things he says. When is he, been, when is he wrong? He's, he's right about a lot of stuff, and this thing about coming up with irons that are all the same length, that was an incredible innovation in golf, and even if it hasn't caught on, because most people don't have the t- access to that technology, but he's got great ideas, and he's he's making them work, and I, I tip my head. I think he's, you know, Mickelson thought he was really smart, but all the so supposedly smart stuff he did usually backfired on him. Bryson DeChambeau does stuff that's really smart, and it's working. And I, he, we, we might wake up in two months and Bryson DeChambeau's number one by a bunch and we're going, huh, I guess maybe I should start drinking six protein shakes a day myself. So I'm, I'm going to go with Bryson DeChambeau. I know it's kind of an easy pick, but I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing can't get enough of Kraken. Give me some Kraken. Absolutely. I love it. And uh, can't wait to uh, watch it uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as always. Gary Van Sickle, check out all his great stories on themorningread.com. Thank you, my friend, and um, stay safe. Get cracking.